Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, geek and geekettes of all ages, sit back and relax while you listen to the soulful stylings of your friends, Kicksters. And welcome to 198, part one of Geeksters. I'm your host, Ed. I'm your host, Sean. What the <laughs> hell is that? What do you mean? It's a die. Well, I felt like I, I went in very masterpiece theater, and I figured I'd end with, you know, something to go, this is comedy. <laughs> Got you to laugh, right? It's more shocked. <laughs> right now the audience is going... Wow, he sounds so improved. Oh, there it is. Like, <laughs> like, wow, that was a really professional intro. He sounded very sincere. And uh, Oh, there it is. That's what we expect. The sincere with a little bit of the absurd. The seriousness with the goofiness. There you go. Bye. Okay, boss. So, hi, everybody. Welcome to what episode is this? 198. 198. Two away from the big 200. Ed. That's right. Getting excited? No. No, I don't think so. Hold on for a second. Excuse me. Wow, all right. Um, that was this episode of Geeksters brought to you by Wawa. Have an half. Iced tea and lemonade. Goes down smooth with a little bit of tart at the end. I'm a tart. Yes, you are. Yes, um, you are. So here in the big 198 episode, we give you our top five box office. Not movies. only one review, but two reviews. Oh, dos reviews. Dos reviews, but only one was in the top five. Oh, which one were you? Which one is it, folks? Ooh, what the listen to find out. That's right. And then we tell you what's coming out on the Blu-ray and DVD here in the states. Here in the states, yo. Yeah. See what you can be prepared to drop your cash, hard-owned dollar-dollar bills, y'all. On. <laughs> Make it rain at the Best Buy. <laughs> We're in the video store near you. <laughs> <laughs> Buy it on Amazon. We don't. <laughs> Actually, it's not true. There's a couple things I need to buy on Amazon. Like? Like, I still to pick up the Whoopi Boys. Okay. Because that is a great movie, and we need to see that, because I know you've never seen it. She doesn't really need to see it, but it's a funny movie, but it's old, so she might not be... Is that, the one, is that the one with... Uh, with Como Stastad? Yes. My favorite joke of all time <laughs> is in that movie. Um, and then Two Guys, A Girl, and a Pizza Shop. Oh, well, Two Guys series? and a Girl and a Pizza. Two Guys and a Girl and the, is, is the complete series of sent in DVD. I do want to pick that up. So yeah. I might actually have to like balance, uh, balance a book because that might be Balance my, a book on your nose? Yeah. I might have to, might have to buy that because like, it is such a good show. It's got Ryan Reynolds and Nathan Fillion together in one show, so there's a lot of interaction between the two of them. Two genuinely funny people yeah. on a genuinely funny show. It was, it was ahead of its time. Ahead of its time, Ed. Yeah. Ahead of its time. <laughs> my, oh, my. It gave head at its time. Oh, uh. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. And then uh, we talked what's coming out in video games, which is nothing, really. <laughs> There's one game. Uno Gamo. Uno Gamo. I'm going to talk shitty Spanish the rest of the show. Oh. <laughs> I'm just going to add O to the end of everything. Oh. <laughs> oh, no. Oh. <laughs> Maybe O. I'll speak O in Canadian O. 
and add ao at the end of everything I say. <laughs> Can you hit him, please? I know I do. <laughs> I really do. I don't know if the people at the listening audience will be able to hear my girlfriend just over his shoulder. I don't know if she's being picked up on mic. So I figured I'd, it's not just talking to himself. <laughs> like, can you hear him? To the phantom. <laughs> the phantom of the studio. I'll take anybody to hit him. <laughs> could be, could be Stacy. Could be a phantom. I'm <laughs> easy. But then that phantom would be a menace. Ah? Ah? Just as bad as the movie. Ah? <laughs> <laughs> See what I did there? Yeah, no, I, I, yeah, I did, well. I didn't. So yeah, so uh, sit back, relax, and we'll see you at the end, folks. All right. And welcome to Geeksters. I'm your host, Ed. I'm your host, Sean. Holy shit, you really came in loud. <laughs> Ow! Let me turn that down a little no, bit. No, it's, it's probably me. Okay. I'm, I'm a little off my game today. I forgot what the uh, female version, female word for ombres is. In spa- Baby, help me out there. There's not one. There's not one. Oh. It's, it's hombres. Oh, sorry. <laughs> so I don't... Me, me amo Sean. <laughs> wow. Me speaking no Spanish. No, me no, me no, me no like. No, no. Be no here. All right. So let me just wipe the sweat out of my eyes because for some reason it's godly hotness in this studio today. Is it? I mean, for me, it is. It I, is. Yeah, no, no, it is. It's quite warm. It was comfortable before you got here. <laughs> <laughs> what, are you, what are you saying, Ed? Saying I'm hot? Is that what you're saying? It's the, it's the mouth. Oh. <laughs> it's all the hot air you blow out. All right. That's fair enough. Fair enough. So, hi, everybody. Welcome to the show. Uh, so, Ed, how was your week? It was pretty good. How was yours? It was all right. It was all right. No, yeah. It was so-so. Um, do anything special this week? Uh, Outside I, of the stuff that we did together. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh, oh. Well, there you go. My, most of my uh, conversation now. <laughs> you blew that out of water. Right, okay. So, fine. Uh, so, nothing spectacular stands out? No. Right. No, no. I was, uh, for some reason, I think I was busier than usual, and I don't know why. I don't remember what I did to make it, <laughs> to make it that busy, but apparently I was. This week flew by, but I have no idea why. Did you feel constantly tired all week? Uh, you know, it, was, it just felt like I was constantly trying to catch up on everything. Oh, okay. So. Did, did you catch up on everything? Yeah, yeah. I was uh, helping people out. I uh, helped my uncle out with his computer and his Wi-Fi. And um, that's about it I can think of that's <laughs> off the top of my head. And, of course, working on the show as normal. <laughs> and, of course, Thursday was a special night. It was special night. Yeah. Yes. Why, Ed? Why was Thursday night a special night? Well, I was able to, to take my wife to a movie <laughs> with you. That's so, right. So uh, it was a special night. <laughs> <laughs> why, Ed? What did you see? I saw Star Trek Beyond. Beyond what? <laughs> Beyond the second movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's pretty much what I did. I mean, actually, that's not true. I. Jason and I were catching up on a lot of TV shows during the week. Okay. Um, and we were watching America's Worst Cooks on Netflix. <laughs> Only had three seasons. I'm sure there's more than those three. But it's basically take shitty people, uh, shitty people, shitty cooks, regular average people who don't know how to cook. Yeah. Like really don't know how to cook. Like, yes. Like, oh my God, I, I, I lost a recipe for ice kind of people. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
how do you make that? <laughs> I lost a recipe on how to boil water. <laughs> you know, that kind of... That's so hard. It's, it's tough. And they get a, a bunch of them in a room, and you had Bobby Flay and Anne... Burrell. Anne Burrell. Okay. Did you watch the show? No, my wife watches the show, and every once in a while, I... I Stumble across it. because I have to... Because you have to. No, not have to, it. but I, you know, because we do have two different TVs, you know, that she has her TV and I have mine, and she gets to watch what she wants on hers. And, and she gets to watch, you get to watch what she wants to watch on your TV. Yes. <laughs> I know that feeling. <laughs> <laughs> I had that pulled on me the other day. I was getting ready to go somewhere and I'm watching my show. Because I went, ah, that shit, I forgot to do that. <laughs> I was wanted to watch the live from Comic Con stuff. Yeah, I didn't watch it either this year. Yeah, week. and I was watching. She's down next to me. And she's like, "We're gonna watch this." I was like, "But, but, okay, we don't have to." And we uh, we went back to watching the uh, America's Worst Cooks. I think it's because it was the finale. Yeah, yeah, it was the finale. Yeah. So uh, I mean, the show was fun, actually. I mean, but I do have a tendency with most reality shows. At some point in time, I start to yell at the TV. Yeah, <laughs> because it's like they're making pizza, flatbread pizza. Now, being from Philadelphia, I'm not saying that we're the pizza capital world because that would insult the people in chicago who think i will i'll uh, say it it's <laughs> fine <laughs> so but f- i used to work at a pizza shop growing up yeah. you know it used to be my thing in high school or it's a pizza shop so i know the correct way to kind of make pizza <laughs> okay like, i mean flatbread be- flatbread pizza is kind of along the same lines yeah kind of but these guys were fucking up so bad that i was screaming at them, like you too much here, too much, not enough this. Like you're supposed to have a crust, yeah. like something that your fingers can hold on to. You don't want the food sliding off the edge of a pizza. That's just insulting to pizza lovers. Yeah, it was. I was screaming at the TV like, "That's not how it's done!" Like, come on, <laughs> legit. I was like, even I could do better than that, and I'm an idiot. <laughs> like. <laughs> I mean, I may not be able. There's to make, no argument there. I mean, I, I may not be able to make a surf and turf, but I'm not like uh, I don't know what to do. I could fumble my way through it. Yeah. I mean, in today's technology, in the world we live in, Ed, if you're not sure how to cook something, there's the internet. Yes. So it kind of bothers me when I hear that someone doesn't know how to cook at all. Like you should at least be able to boil water, make spaghetti. At least be able to make a grilled cheese sandwich. Some of these fuckers couldn't make a grilled cheese sandwich, Ed. No. Really? No. And some of them are like in their late fifties, early sixties, and I'm like, how? Well, how are y'all even alive? What did you eat all of those years when you can't make anything? Nothing. Nothing. It was crazy. Yeah. yeah. I, I was just like, but I mean, even if you still like, if you weren't sure how to do a, a let's say, a steak, mm-hmm. you could at least guesswork it. Yeah. Cut it and go. That doesn't look like the way I like it when I order at a restaurant. Yeah. Okay, put it back on. Or, you know, okay, maybe you don't know. Like, well, when you watch TV, when you watch the cooking shows on TV, they always add spices, salt, pepper. I'm going to do this kind of rub. I'm going to bake it in Chardonnay with some duck sauce. And, you know, you're like. <laughs> I'm kind of getting sick now. I should be talking about this. Stuff. <laughs> you don't know. Maybe you should I be a contestant on this show. Duck sauce. <laughs> What's that? But I definitely don't want a steak and duck sauce. Oh, by the way, everybody, Stacy's still here. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't leave you yet. Nope. No. I mean, I'm just saying, like, there's, there's different, you can add, but you should be able to know that he'll look, at least cook a steak with nothing. Like, mm-hmm. you don't need the spice. If it's, if it's, a, if it's a nice cut of steak and, and you grill it right or you cook it right, 
you don't sometimes don't need the spice no, no, and stuff. No. Like a good piece of meat will just taste good. We get we get steak. My wife and I get steaks from a certain place, and they are like lean. They're not fatty, and that's the thing. Like if you get a nice piece of meat, it, you just put it in a broiler, and you that's it. What you really need to do if you don't have like a grill or anything right. like that, and make it nice and moist and tender, and it's delicious, and you don't need extra sauces or marinades or whatever. And even if you did want to try something, you could the internet. You can Google search. You know, YouTube has a lot of how-to videos. If you do how-to, whatever it is, somebody's already done it, recorded it to share with the world. That is what I tell people. Like whenever they have a problem with like a computer or a gaming system or a game, I'm always like, "Look, you might want to try this, but I guarantee you, if you Google search it, there's an answer out there. Because you're never, you're never special. You're this not the pro- first. This problem never happened to just you. Like so, just go out there and, and do a little." Typing, mm-hmm. you know, I guarantee you, you're probably flicking your finger over Facebook anyway. So why not just hang a left and go to Google and type in your problem, you know, and then you might be surprised that there's a, you know, oh, here's a form on the exact same thing that you got a problem with. Yeah. Nope. Same with cooking. It's not like the show was done like 10 years ago or 20 years ago where there was no internet. And you're like, we don't know how to do anything. Dad, get some eggs, get some meat, some cornbread. And voila, we got cornbread crusted steak. <laughs> now deep fry that some bitch and slap it up on a on a plate and get some onion rings and you're good to go. People right now going, Oh my god, how did Sean live this long? <laughs> I never made that. No. <laughs> not recently. Nah, not since I've you know, you know since my 20s <laughs> i've experimented the weirdest thing i would say that i ever created for myself that i'm the only one that ever eats is it's, it's, i get there my girl's gonna do the i probably said it in front of her though probably said it in front of you too bread uh-huh. toast the bread uh-huh. thin layer of peanut butter uh-huh. so the peanut butter melts turkey <laughs> see <laughs> Right now, it's like, let, let that hang in the air, both of you. She's shaking her head like, oh, oh my God. That sounds really gross. And, and, and it's like, look at me like, you're, you're just saying that for the show, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> like, no, I really did. I'll, I'll prove one day I'm going to make peanut butter and turkey sandwiches for everybody. I'm not eating that shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'll try it. No? I'm not eating that. I don't even like peanut butter. Okay. That's fair enough. Or turkey. <laughs> <laughs> or turkey. So basically, on toast. basically that sandwich is not, not appealing to me whatsoever. In fact, I'm now questioning my relationship with you. <laughs> I feel like I need to get back on Southwest. And just, <laughs> just see what the flies look like. <laughs> Peanut like, butter and turkey, I'm out. I haven't had that in a long, long time. You know, when you're broke, you're living alone, you're scrounging around, you go, I got some turkey, I got some peanut butter, I got some bread. Let's see what happens. <laughs> no, I didn't throw up. I closed the door. <laughs> lights go off. Anything could happen. I had some mood, mood music, you know. <laughs> we go from there. You know, next thing I know, there's, you know, turkey on a bread with some peanut butter smeared across. And next thing you know, I'm eating and I'm going. Got Barry White in the background. Yeah. <laughs> it's not bad, you know. <laughs> could use maybe some ham. Like, you know. <laughs> I wouldn't do it with ham either. I wouldn't do it with ham <laughs> and peanut butter. I would I would need that that layer of turkey. 
because I don't think peanut butter and ham would go together well. Yeah, but when you put it in your mouth and start chewing, it all mixes up anyways. That's different. That's different. I'm sorry. Oh, when you cook dinner. I wouldn't do it in a car. I wouldn't do it by a bar. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like a Dr. Seuss going on here. <laughs> I mean, like when you eat dinner, I eat things sectionally. I go, okay, let me have my vegetables or my mashed potatoes first. You don't even like vegetables. <laughs> that's why if they're in front of me i usually try to either eat, sometimes i want to eat them first to get them out of the way no babe i seen your skewers last night at game night <laughs> and you had a purple onion on each side to hold the meat on the skewer and that was it i had i had a red pepper on a couple of green peppers uh, i like peppers you know yeah game that we had the um, kebabs yeah so you know, and there's a whole mess of stuff like chicken, meat, shrimp, vegetables. I mean, vegetables like onions, green pepper, stuff that you see always see on a kebab. Right. So Mark suggested to put uh, onion on the end mm-hmm. so that the meat, you know, so it just kind of all looks like a, like a little sandwich kind of thing. So yeah. it's easier to grill for him. I'm like, okay. So I did that. You know, what can I say? <laughs> I just eat the bread. <laughs> I just eat the meat, you know, I eat meat. I had chicken, I had beef, I had, you know, the sausage, I had the, you know, the shrimp. You know, so I, I had a meal. <laughs> I don't know. No, I mean, mine were good, too. You know? And I didn't blow up. She's a, she's allergic to iodine, so there's iodine shrimp. And she talks about it like it's, you know, nothing. Like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of allergic to it, you know. And I'm just like, why would you purposely <laughs> do that? I was like, Baby, kiss me. It's not that bad. Come on, baby. Don't get away from me. All I see is Will Smith and Hitch. No, but it's okay. No, but really, I'm so fine. Kiss me. Don't worry about you. It's a move sleeper. So, uh... Yeah, I mean, uh, but the show's fun. Like, it's interesting to watch because mm-hmm. I do like the progression of. I like seeing a. There's always that that Cinderella story where at the end of the show, you know, as you know, they cook for like three professional, you know, critics, mm-hmm. and then someone wins twenty five grand. The other one goes home, like, hey, you're the the second worst cook in America. Well, they get a five thousand dollar gift certificate for Food Network kitchen supplies. So they don't completely go away with anything. Okay. They, do, they do get to like redo their kitchen. I mean, how much? Did For you... like five grand. Wow. That's a nice party. So you get a pot and a, a, and a spatula. I get a have you, pot, have spatula. you seen the prices for the food network? I mean, well, though, there was no. just one thing that I was like, if I got that 5000 if I came in second place, I know exactly the first thing I'd spend that five grand on. A fry daddy. Know. You know what that is? I know what a fry daddy okay. is. I was, I was thinking about that egg poacher thing. Oh, that was really cool. <laughs> they had this, like, uh, you, have you ever had a poached egg? No. A soft-boiled egg? Yes. Okay. Well, this thing had, you put the water in the in the pan, right? Or mm. in the pan. <laughs> pan or the pan. And then there's a, a thing that goes over it, and it's got these four holes, because they have these, like, cast-iron cups that you put the egg into. Mm. And then you boil it, and there's, like, a lid to help, you know, cook it. And then when you're done, or when it's done... You pull out the cup and just kind of, you know, turn over, turn the the cup, and voila, soft boiled egg. Yeah, and I'm like, that's fucking genius. Why didn't I think of that? <laughs> like, I mean, because the the one time she was wanted a soft boiled egg, I'm like, well, just cook it, you know, and then put the lid on top. 
to seal the flavoring and yeah. help cook the top and to see it done on a professional show is like I knew something. <laughs> like, like, I thought of that. Wow. I never saw that done. I just assumed smoke, steam, heat. Uh, like, so that's what I'm saying. These people could have been able to figure it out. I did it. You know? <laughs> I mean, I'm sure I wouldn't be able to cook octopus off, you know, off the cuff. I wouldn't know how long to keep an octopus in, a, in you know, cooking. Let's stop Google squirming. It. Huh? But you would Google I would it. Google it. You know, because I'm, I'm a Googler. I'm a googly Googler. <laughs> so uh, that's what we were doing. You know? And then we went to see Star Trek. Yeah. And then I went to see it again this weekend. I took her. And I actually did see another movie on Saturday. Oh, oh. you doing a double feature that's over the right. weekend. Sneaking an extra movie in. That's right. Oh, boy. I can't wait to see where it lands on the top five. <laughs> it's like on the bottom five more like it, I guess. <laughs> Oh, please tell me you saw Ghostbusters. No, I did not see Ghostbusters. Oh, okay. I mean, I'm curious to see where Ghostbusters landed. <laughs> so, uh, is there anything you'd like to talk about? Today? No. Sure. I'm just here to enjoy the fun. Okay. Okay. Let <laughs> She's us still know. waiting for oh, it. I was like, let us know when that happens. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, so then what, let's see, what did you, well, what's top five? Let's do the five, top five first. Uh, number five was a new release. Ice Age Collision Course. It made $21 million over the weekend, and that's where it sits. Give it number five. With a $105 million budget. Why are you... Did you release something? <laughs> no, I uh, did not. Okay. Definitely wasn't me. I did not fart it. I mean, I moved my chair. <laughs> maybe, maybe it was the chair movement. It was the chair. You know me, I would be like... I would never deny a fart. And that's no, true. That's true. I would be like, no, it wasn't me. All like, here's this noise in the background. I'm like, wait a second. <laughs> He kind of was like that old, you know, slowly I turn. <laughs> Step sniff by sniff. <laughs> gag by gag. All right, so that was number five. Number five. Number four was also a new release, Lights Out. It made $21.6 million every weekend. That's where it sits with a $4.9 million budget. That was the scary movie about the lights being off, Ed. There you go. Are you afraid of the dark, Ed? Yes. Really? I was really surprised. I'm trying to have what? like 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 a real legitimate kind of question. You're like <laughs> going to screw around. I'm hurt. Were you ever afraid of the dark as a kid? Um, yes. Only because I had two brothers and a sister, which scared the hell out of me in the dark. But that's <laughs> fair enough. That's fair enough. I think it's one of the reasons why I'm afraid of heights. You know, not because I had the lights off, but because I mean... <laughs> your sister would rattle the ladder <laughs> yeah. as you're walking up it. <laughs> I get that bastard. No, it was the old hey. You remember when you were in school? And you like lean over the railing, and someone comes behind and just pushes your back, pretend like they're trying to push yeah. you over, and you're like, ah! I, that happened way too often when <laughs> I was a kid. And then there's a um, a walkway across the highway where I'm at, yeah. the boulevard, to go from, to go to, my, my mom and I were walking to McDonald's one day. And as we're walking across the thing, I'm looking down, looking on the cars, not thinking anything, and I tripped. And I fell. And now granted, it's a caged kind of thing. Yeah. But I fell forward and hit the fence, and my mom freaked the fuck out, like, oh, my God. And I think that between that and the school stuff, I, to this day, I'm, I get nervous around heights. Nice. Open heights. Close heights, I'm okay. Like, I can fly fine. If you give me a glass elevator, I'm okay. You know? But if you get me, like, on a balcony above, like, the third or fourth floor, I'm like Richard Gere and Pretty Woman that kind of stands out by the edge and just kind of leans over. So... 
<laughs> I like to see you in the Hotel Tower of Terror in Disney. I did that fine. You did? I was nervous at first because, but in my head, I can, it's weird. I can, my rational part of me goes, look, it's only X amount of time. Because I did the tow, the free fall at Six Flags. Uh-huh. And, you know, I watched it and I counted how long it came down for. And I'm like, oh, it's like four seconds. I could, do, I, could, I could do that for four seconds. It's not a problem. Like, yeah. big deal. No one told me that going up those stairs is scary. That's the scary part of the fucking ride. There's rickety stairs. There's rickety stairs, and the higher you get, and that wind goes, you're like, whoosh. and next thing you know, you're bending like a reed in the wind. You're <laughs> like, oh, I don't think this is right. Jeez, <laughs> no wonder I'm getting fifty dollars off my ticket price when I buy a coke. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> I peed it out. Yeah, like holy mackerel. I'm glad I wore the yellow pants today. <laughs> so I mean, so because I my my share scary moments in the dark you know mm. <clears throat> i mean i never saw things like as i kind of did here it's that childhood fear i think every kid had Are you afraid of the dark never never not the dark not heights <clears throat> just a brave soul i really like the dark actually um i would prefer the dark as, as you know what that light. is true because you know even when i have the shades down in the house she's like light she's <laughs> she's a mugwai <laughs> 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 Well, I remember I remember because I used to work at a gas station and we used to open up like seven in the morning and I would get there really early and I would sit in the dark with my sunglasses on waiting for somebody to come <laughs> in and scare the shit out of him every week. It was the same guy because it's like it's walking in. I'm just sitting there going, how you doing? And he just jumped and he's like, oh, my God, you scared out of me. I'm like, I did that three weeks in a row. <laughs> when you get it, every week I'm doing the same shtick. You know, by now you'd figure once I open the door, I flick a light on it and go, Ed? <laughs> <laughs> Well, then I twitched spit spots and I, oh, I was by the door. Up. He'd walk in and I'd be standing right there and he'd be like, oh. <laughs> like hey, boo. Ah. <laughs> All right, so that came in. The, we're not bad for a horror movie for summer. All right, so, number three was the number two movie of last week Ghostbusters 2016 made $21.6 million, which is pretty much a tie for number four, really. Uh, and that's. So it uh, made the same amount as a brand new horror movie? That's right. I guess because it made more money in the last the last weekend, so it's eighty six point eight total with a hundred and forty four million dollar budget. So it's still got a bit of a climb. To uh... I mean, it'll it'll probably make its money back. Um, I don't know if it's opened up overseas, so I guarantee you the overseas market will scoop that shit right up. But mm-hmm. all right, well, again, I, so far every article I've ever read about the movie, it was more like, you know what, it's not the greatest movie, but it's also not the worst movie. Yeah, some jokes fell flat. Some were really good. They say that the, the short haired blonde girl, mm-hmm. um, McKenna, you know, she steals kind of steals the movie for most everyone. They kind of like her, and they said that whenever they're not being Ghostbusters, the comedy between them is good comedy. But then it, it's not sure the the special effects were great, but it's like yeah, all right, yeah, you've <laughs> seen it before, right? So it's it's kind of like an average movie, not a. You have to go see it now, kind of movie. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm saying. It'll make its money back in the long run. All right. I don't know. I guess we'll see it. Ghostbusters two at some point. <laughs> Probably. Okay. Well, came in at number two. Number two was the number one movie of last week, The Secret Life of Pets. It made twenty nine point three three million over the weekend and two hundred sixty point seven overall in the three weeks release, and has a seventy five million dollar budget. So, uh, yeah. Secret time. Life of Pets two coming yeah. to the theater near you. That's right. Uh, I uh, I really liked that movie. I thought it was hysterically funny. I liked it. I like it a lot. <laughs> you know? All right, so I'm going to guess the number one movie is the 
kind of a no-brainer. Star Trek Beyond is the number one movie. It's a new release. It made $59.6 million over the weekend, and that's where it sits with the gross and $150 million, $185 sorry, million dollar budget. How much did it make this one? Sorry. 59.6. Yeah. Not saying much, to be honest. No, I mean, you got you got split between a lot of... I mean, yeah, that is that is true. I mean, it's true. This is this is the tough eight, this is the tough time for movies. I really do. I mean, you you want to get the number one spot, and you want to get a good n- number for it. Right. But then, of course, next week, who knows what's going to right? And that's why it's so. That's why every studio has got to be like, you got to make that hundred million dollar first weekend, or it bombs. Bombs. Yep. Yeah. You know, all right. I mean, okay. Well, let's go around the room since we all saw it. Yes. Uh, Ed, what did you think of the movie? I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. There was a little one little plot point that I thought was kind of wonky but you could say the the part where they were picking the music for the right 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 okay felt like i was watching the uh michael jackson uh rye that they had at disney for a while the uh the captain eo captain eo yes (laughs) i mean i i definitely had the the same kind of feeling i saw it twice i still had that like when we first saw it i felt like it was a music video kind of Mm -hmm. moment but i also like really really like that song so i was like okay and you're still kind of popping your head and tapping. I'm singing the song. Yeah. You know? And I also like that that song is kind of particular in the Star Trek history. Because in the first movie, young James Kirk steals the classic car. Yeah. It's got that song in the, in playing in the radio. You know, do you remember that? Yes. Okay. I remember it. Okay. You kind of have that blank look like, it does? Like, no, you know, I'm just listening to you. You know, so I, I particularly like that. I thought that was a nice little touch. Is this better? <laughs> it's just better if I just, you know... Do the do the hands on the on the chin and just stare at you like yes you're right yes everyone will blink you blink 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 does that work blink 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 and sigh blink 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 you know what else like what else did you like like about it what didn't did you not like about it I mean the of course the the one of the big controversies I think was two weeks ago we talked about it last week at least we they talked about of course. Sulu being gay in the movie, and it was what five seconds. Yeah. And it was like, and it really wasn't worth it. It really wasn't worth any of this hype at hype, all. Yeah, it was. It was if you you blink, if you decide to go pee at that moment, you would have missed it. Yes, there was nothing really there. It wasn't like he walked off and he's making out with his, with his husband, and it was just like, hey, look, here's our here's his husband, his kid, puts an arm around him and then walks off, and you're like. If you didn't know that was coming up, you would have went, huh, that's kind of nice. Yeah. And then would have walked away and would have kept going with the movie because there was nothing like no one hitting you over the head going, hey, guess what? Sulu's gay. Yeah. Just like Takei. <laughs> oh, my. You know, there's... <laughs> it, when you blink, you would have missed it. It's yeah. like, who cares? Who cares? Yeah. That's exactly... That's how I felt. Like, it doesn't make it... Yeah. Didn't make any. Didn't ruin the movie for you. No. no. Didn't like, didn't change the plot point at all. Didn't go. Ah, oh, it's horrible. You know, it's like big deal. Right. I thought so. Sulu could have done better than that guy, though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, you got a good point. He's the what do you call it? The ship's navigator. Yeah, it's got to get some put up. It's got to get some good. You know, got some good, good play. Good cock on that. Yeah, you're sitting at the bar with some Robbie Leo. Go. What do you do? You start ship enterprise. Yeah, I fly it. Oh, you Captain Kirk? No, no, I'm Sulu. I'm more important. You know. <laughs> He just barks the orders. I'm the one who actually flies it. It's like me. It's like if you and I were driving, 
I, I'm the you could see him with aviator glasses and the yeah. white scarf, and somebody's blowing in the fan as with the Chekhov scarf. Sitting, Chekhov sitting next to him while they go, "When you close your eyes anymore, when I kiss your lips, <laughs> there's no tenderness like before in your fingertips." I'm so glad we did not carry. <laughs> I'm just saying, now, now you realize the score, your score has no problem at karaoke. Yeah. Baby. Just Sulu and Chekhov at a bar, picking up chicks. You know, <laughs> guys. Yeah. You know, first in Sulu's case. You know? yeah. <laughs> I believe he, oh my. What's wrong, Sulu? I believe he lost that loving feeling. <laughs> I hate when they do that. <laughs> oh my. I mean, all right, so anything else? Uh, you know, I, I was sad to see, actually, Chekhov or Anton Yelchin in the movie because I know now he's no longer with right. us. It just kind of, oh, my God, like, he's gone, and he was so brilliant in good. it. <laughs> you know? He was good, and he was in it a lot. I thought it was, like, a nice, one of those very good, like, universe evening itself out kind of thing because you go, technically, this might have been his last movie, his last big movie, mm-hmm. and he had a really predominant role in it, and I felt like... It was like the universe kind of going, look, we know we lost this kid. Sorry, but just so happens he's a nice chunk of the movie that everyone's going to like mm-hmm. and respond to the character that put him on the map most from almost everybody. Mm-hmm. So I was like, all right. And there was a nice couple of nods. You know, obviously at the end, you know, it was like for Anton. But then there was that one moment in the movie I kind of felt like was specifically re-filmed to, to bring that in together, a little, make it a little bit more... Mm. home thing yeah you know um anything that you could have done without in the movie or anything well you, you better be thinking of your answers too because i got questions for you too missy <laughs> I, yeah. I i i mean how many times you got to destroy the enterprise i mean that's I, you know <laughs> spoiler yeah well come on that's not giving it away yeah i, I guess i, I yeah I mean, it was more spectacular than any of the other explosions I've seen. Oh, yeah, that's true. I mean, you know, it, it had a little bit of a uh, Star Trek Generations feel to it. Yes. You know, at the end, I never knew that the ship came apart like that. Neither did I. I was like, that's new? Because they never addressed it at all in the original series or any of the six movies that they had. I, I was like... I think that was the first the first time they ever did that, you know, to have that release on this from the... Right. From the Saucer Section. But they did that next generation. So you go, well, it makes sense. I and mean, that's where the next generation got it from. I, you know, maybe. maybe I, yeah, I guess. You know, I was just like, what? The? Oh. They had like the best of both worlds there. <laughs> like you had the classic Enterprise look with the next generation saucer separation. I was <laughs> like, all right. I thought it was kind of cool. Yeah. You know? All right. Anything else there? No, that's Anything it. Like that's, that? I mean, you said, I, I recommend seeing it in the. What do you think? I liked it. I mean, obviously, well, okay, just because I see a movie twice doesn't mean I necessarily like it. But uh, so there's been occasions where, I'll, you know, because Dad wants to see it, and there's just been a couple occasions where you and I have seen a movie, and I'm like, like Fantastic Four. There's a prime example. When we saw Fantastic Four. My dad's like, "What's well, so we going to see it?" I'm like, "No, I don't want. I don't want. I don't want to sit through that again." And I wouldn't subject you to do it. Uh, I love you too much to have you sit <laughs> through that movie. I took one for the team. You know. <laughs> Um, so, I mean, I really liked it because I, and when we walked out, you know, I asked my dad, he really, he really liked it because he's always been more, he admitted last night, that night, day in the car, always been more of a Star Trek fan than a Star Wars fan. And I thought that was kind of weird because my dad's never really been one to kind of say, I like this 
he'll always like a movie, mm. but to me, Star Trek is like a is its own genre. In yeah, a way. and I never thought that I'd ever seen him go. I like Star Trek. I'm like, really? And I assumed because he likes the interaction between all the characters, he likes the jokes and the like. You have this history of Star Trek, even with the three movies, the two movies before it. There's a camaraderie that kind of builds off of in this movie. There's a little more rib, you know, poking in the ribs and busting chops and. You know, you see the, the, the love they have for each other. Well, uh, that's the one of the things I, I forgot to add was the fact is I like the interaction between the crewmates. I mean, that that was, you know, like when you saw Shatner's, you know, being captain, he would give Sulu a command. Yes, captain. And he would do whatever it was on the right. board. And that was pretty much it. You know, when he would give a like response to his order and that would be it where these guys were kind of more interactive of coming up with ideas and, and, yeah. and you know, solutions to problems. It was like, you can see that there were a crew, not just subjugates. Yes. You know, subjects that are, you know, ah, Sulu, warp factor, one, <laughs> you know, like Kirk knew to kind of hand over the reins to Sulu when needed. It's yeah. like, all right, go ahead. Yeah. You know, and Chekhov had his own things and, and Scotty had his, own, like they all had their own nice little chunk of storyline that melded real good. I think that has a little more to do with Simon Pegg being the writer, mm-hmm. you know, because he always had a love for Star Trek and Star Wars. So to give him the reins to help write a, a, a movie that not only is he starring in, but is in love with, mm-hmm. I think that that's where you get a lot of the the good comedic moments and a, and a little bit of the heart. Because I don't think a regular writer would have put the Spock stuff in. Mm-hmm. I don't think you know, like I don't. I just get that feeling that. Somebody else would have just glossed over like Leonard Nimoy's past. We don't need to acknowledge it, but somebody thought about doing it, and and not only just mention it, but also make it kind of a somewhat of a of a character building point for Spock mm-hmm. in the movie. It's like that was actually smart and also touching because you know I welled up. I know mean, when I saw the the, the 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 Nimoy stuff, I was just like, yeah, like it, it kind of it was like a. Ugh! Like, explosion, explosion, tender moment, cry, explosion! Like, hell, <laughs> you shake your head. Did not shake my head. <laughs> <laughs> I did think, though, that the pacing in the movie was a lot different than the first two. Yes. You could, you could, there was a lot of um, more tender moments, more slower moments to me, where, because, like, this past week, they've been, I think it was TBS has been running, or TNT has been running. The, the one of the channels, one of the cable right. channels, has been running the first two movies this week to kind of build up to beyond. Sure. And you, you, so watching that, it's like it's pace after pace. It's move, move, you know, move, right. move, go, go, go. You know, get the next plot line. Go, you know, right. go to the next story. Get to the next part. And it moved very quickly. Where this had subtle moments of of slowing down. Yes. You, know, you had you had this action pack were great, and the slow moments weren't too bad. It wasn't like oh no, it's it's a slow moment. No. Yeah, you, you. Well, I think it's because of the love that you have for the characters. You don't mind. I. Like, the movie was a little over two hours long. Mm. I could sit and watch that movie back-to-back, no problem. I could watch a four-hour Star Trek movie as long as it had, like, those moments where the characters are interacting with each other. Because, like, even when you have Kirk, McCoy, and Bones, you know, Kirk, Kirk Spock, and Bones in a cha- like in a room together, and if they're just talking, I'm always like, what are they going to say? Look at their best friends, and they're having fun. Yeah. You know, you're just like, that's great. Like, it's a party I want to be a part of, mm. you know? So, well, now, my girl here is not a science fiction fan, per se. Not. You know, and I know you didn't see the other two movies, did you? No, no. You know? um, 
being someone that walked in completely blind, like not knowing anything, I just knew that those big comfy red seats, I was just going to fall asleep <laughs> in But it actually held my attention like the whole time. Um, okay. I see things really visually. So like if I can watch a movie and, and it's visually pleasing for me, uh-huh. it'll keep my attention. Um, Really, really liked the way that it looked. I was like, okay, this is... Okay. I kind of like the the outer space and the ships and you know <laughs> I kind of liked it, but I don't know if I'd see it a thousand times over. Well, yeah, I, I can but see you it. know, it was nice. I was I was happy that I went to go watch it with Sean and his dad. Okay, and because there's comfy red seats yeah. and the comfy red <laughs> seats. <laughs> That's yeah. you know now whenever we go to the movie, is it gonna be the place with the comfy red seats? <laughs> yeah, like we're gonna be seeing uh, the Killing Joke tomorrow. The yeah. three of us. It's not going to be in the comfy red seats. It's going to be in the high back red velvet seats. Let the yeah. soft, you know, I'm okay with them. She's like, I'll sit on a box. Yeah, no, I could sit on a box and watch that movie and I'd be fine. Yeah. So uh, that's right, folks. Next week we'll have a Killing Joke review. Ooh. 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 I saw some stuff already on the internet about it. Yeah. And that is a couple of, like, I mean, okay, granted, it's an R rated movie for the most part. Um, it's the thing I don't understand what people think when they they see an animated movie. It's for kids, and like like kids should go see this, and that should be that opportunity. And I'm like, no, this is an adult themed story. I mean, this was written specifically for fans who get tired of the day by day, like you know, like holy crap, Batman, we got to do this, or you know, from Robin, right. or you know, and then this, you know, get the bat copter, get the bat shark repellent, you know, the goofy <laughs> 60s kind of thing, which, which I enjoy, don't get me wrong, though, you know, what I say, right, like, right. I fashion that. Scary. People going, oh, he hates Batman. But it's, 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 it's that adult theme that you go, you know what, I'm an adult, and I appreciate this art, and way, the way it's written, and the way it was drawn, and now it's going to be in a moving theme that you're going right. hey you know i'm going to really appreciate this more now i got to see what those images that use those still images are going to be in in moving right. moments and you're going to go how am i going to be moved by this and it's going to be awesome and, you know and especially like a lot of behind the scenes like who the joker is you know well, yeah, who mark the boy Hamill, yeah. mark yeah so to me that's a big moment because you know if, if you if you are a batman fan you know of the the batman animated series and how great that is you know yeah. and and how who the voices are and you get, and then those voices are going to be there, so it's going to just going to amp it up even more. Yeah, yeah. There is no way they can. Like Mark Hamill's already said that he would do the Joker one last time if they did the Killing Joke, and they go, "All right, we're doing the Killing Joke," and he's in there. You cannot have Mark Hamill's Joker without Kevin Conroy's Batman. Yeah, it's just it'll never work outside no. of that. If you have one, you have to have the other. Now Kevin Conroy works as Batman if Joker's not in it because he's done other stuff. You know the animated movies. As you know, the Kevin Conroy Batman, but Joker's not in it, so it still works. Mm-hmm. Or when they did, like you know, like um, when they pull in people from the Justice League, the actors who did the voices behind that to throw in into intermix, they work. But if you're going to have Joker and Batman, if you're going to have if Mark Hamill, you need Kevin Conroy, and if you're going to have Kevin Conroy, you need Mark Hamill when exactly. you're doing the Batman Joker dichotomy yeah because you, you can't see another duo doing it no, like no. one or the other doing it with somebody else <clears throat> and not working well especially if you're if you're a person who grew up watching the animated series yeah like if you're if you're like a, a teenager now or a kid now and you're watching the animated stuff you're not going to care you may not know who mark hamill is outside of luke skywalker 
in episode seven who didn't say anything, by the way. Yeah. So you don't know even if you're a ten year old kid who sees episode seven and you see that guy, you have no idea what he sounds like. Yeah. And then if you if obviously you wouldn't take a ten year old kid to see the Killing Joke. No. But uh, you know, I mean, some would, I guess. You know, um, but if if anybody anybody our age, Stacy's age, you know, my sister's age, like anywhere, I would say anything from like twenties on up who's ever watched the animated series like knows that voice and knows that he's been years you know like you probably can go ask a kid would you say did you play all the batman games yet yeah well that's the guy who does the voice for a joker does it for the cartoon like oh that's kind of cool they wouldn't they yeah. wouldn't they wouldn't know right like, and then you say if you're a parent and you haven't seen this <laughs> and you want to you know have a you know a, a cartoon to show your kids for a batman this is like the perfect one because it's not raunchy or racy or, or or dirty in any way you know kind of think it's not an r-rated show so it's for everybody yeah and you know if you want to really show them batman that i think to me is a good uh Which way one? way the animated series oh, batman okay. the animated series if, if you want to share something with your family as for a batman yeah. you know like the love of batman that's a show you would and take good story writing i mean that what do you call it the um uh the mr the dr freeze Heart of Ice. Heart of Ice, yes. That one always gets me. It's, you know, Mad Love. You know, all their really good writing mm-hmm. in those stories. No, you're right, yeah. Back when the, no one cared about, oh, it's a cartoon, who cares? These people did, and they created, um, you know, there's great stories that, well, I'm going to say are timeless. Mm-hmm. You know, like, yeah, they may not, they may look a little different. They may look old, and some of the animation isn't Pixar animated or high-class Disney animated like today. But still, solid storytelling mm-hmm. across the board for all their seasons. Yeah, you know, I mean, um, <clears throat> I used to bring because I have all the animated series, and I would bring it to class and let the kids. We would watch like an episode or two every single day because I knew that it was gonna be okay. No parent was gonna come and be like, "You let my kid watch it; it's horrible." And I'm like, "No, it's the animated series. It's gonna be fine." And it actually turned a lot of the little kids. I mean, if you can get a four year old to sit down and watch 20 minutes of something that's not Pixar, that's a win for me. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, you know, turn them all into Batman fans. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, that was her goal all along. All along. Yes. You have no idea. <laughs> the only reason why I got the child daycare was to <laughs> shape young minds yes. into Batman. Yes. <laughs> Made an army. There's going to be one day, you know, a, a vigilante that's all I'm going to go back to Miss Stacy. <laughs> wait. You know? I'll be so proud. <laughs> just be Why so did you go proud. and save those kids from the burning fire? It was back when I was four. I saw a cartoon. It was called Batman. Thanks to Miss Stacy, she inspired me to be the hero I am today. I would cry. I would <laughs> burst into tears. <laughs> You're just like, I... <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> You know? So I'm really looking forward to seeing the Killing Joke tomorrow. All right. I, I'm really like, ooh, and then you know, of course, couple, in about two weeks later, I get, I, you know, the Blu-ray comes out, so I'll watch it again. All the time. <laughs> All the time, with with probably more bonus features. Yeah. You know, because they're probably they're going to have uh, a couple of vignettes. Mm-hmm. You know, before the movie, I'm assuming before the movie, because I don't think they would do it after the movie. Uh, it's you know what sometimes I've I've seen it after like I right. yeah if those fan of that I mean, they they give you the main thing to go see and then 
some people leave after they see the movie, and then there's vignettes after that, right. and you go, well, there's more. You know, we're going to say, you know. Yeah, usually, well, I guess we'll know in the beginning of the movie, they're like, stay tuned after the movie for blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Or if they fade to black, and all of a sudden there's Mark Hamill going, hey, kids. It's me, your Joker. <laughs> you know? Oh, that's so exciting. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, we've got that to look forward to. All right. Uh, anything else for you? Right. Well, I have. Uh, I do have a movie review. Yes, you I review. saw the number 14 movie of the weekend. Oh, my God. What, is it a new release? It's or? a new release. Yes, it is. It's absolutely fabulous, the movie. Oh! It made $1.8 million over the weekend, and that's where it's set. I don't have a budget for this yet, but I don't think I'm going to get one. <laughs> Okay, well, now, now... The reason why I saw this movie was because my wife is a fan of the show. It's a British comedy. Uh, right. The, you know, Channel 12 ran it for a while, I think, and BBC America runs it, and, you know, and, and she got hooked on it very many years ago in the 90s, it was uh, started, and then they re-brought re it back in 2011, and then, of course, they did the movie, and it's this, this uh, it's about a PR person who lived through the 60s, basically, right. and was like into drugs and promiscuous sex and that kind of thing. And she has an uptight daughter. And, of course, the PR person has a friend. She is a She's from a fashion magazine. And these two women go to, like, high society parties, and they spend money wildly, and, you know, they do drugs. And, you know, it's kind of like those, like, yucks that way. And, of course, right. the daughter who tries to go, that's not right, you know. And okay. the grandmother, who's who hers, is her mother... Is you know kind of like not there all the way you know kind all of right. thing. She's a little whifty, and so it's, it's, it's the interactions with the family that makes it funny. Okay, so it was based off of all of that. Now I've not seen any episodes. I've seen a few episodes here and there, watching it with my wife, and right, you know, and ha having her enjoy that. Um, so I was kind of like no experience at all, basically right. going to going this in blind, like how she was in Star Trek. Yes, uh, but right. I laughed. I mean, there was a lot of funny scenes in it. It's about two women that think they're higher up than they are in life, you know, trying to get ahead in life and make money like there's no tomorrow, and right. you know, like they, they barely do anything and they make millions of dollars, kind of you know, an idea, and. They think they killed Kate Moss in the movie. I'm going to spoil okay. a little bit, you know, because okay. I don't think really ever going to people going to run no, out yeah. and see this movie. Um, but so they they kind of run and they go to Cannes, France, to hide out because there was an old boyfriend of of the friend of the PR person, and she's going to marry her for his millions of dollars. But of course, when she they finally meet. He's still in the younger women, so it's you know uh, not okay. going to happen. Right. But at the end, basically. They find Kate Moss. She, she lives, and okay. and she becomes her PR person, and that's okay. how she makes her money back again. Basically, at the end of the movie. Gotcha. But it was funny. Like I said, there was. It's a lot of British comedy, so sometimes if you're not into British comedies, it's hard to follow. Right. Yeah. Someone will go. Right yeah. Over if your head. But I've seen other British comedies, so I could follow it and still enjoy it. And it okay. was still pretty funny. All right, so. that's good. So you give it a thumbs up, thumbs down. I give a thumbs up. up. I recommend it. You know, okay. you know, if if, uh, if like I said, if you really want to experience the whole thing, there's like five DVD sets out there of the show. Well, as a, would you suggest like, a, okay, I wouldn't suggest like going to see Sex in the City movie if you weren't if you've never seen the Sex in the City show, right? So. The movie, the, do you, does it help to have a working knowledge of the I, I, show? Like I said, I, th I think it would be best to see the show first before you saw the movie. Okay. Because uh, some of the characters, you don't know who they are. They just kind of come in because they've been in, in the series for so right. long. Like She has an ex-husband. She has actually a, a few ex-husbands in the show, and they all come in. And oh, so everyone kind of makes their, like, their, hey, everybody. Oh, yeah. Ex-husband yeah. uh, ex number two, ladies and gentlemen. Exactly. 
and you only are you'd only do that if you've seen him on the show. Yeah, times. right. If you've never been, if you don't know no, the like, show, who's that guy? Who's that guy? That's her husband number three. Oh, okay. okay. But while everybody else, the moment he walks in the screen, you hear people go, <laughs> <laughs> like there's that laugh, like oh my god, shit's about to get nuts because that guy's a fucking loon. Yeah, because he's right. he wants to become a woman. Is basically oh, okay. so he can't afford the payments of the house because she's divorced and he's basically paying for her house. Okay. So she he goes, I can't I can't afford the house anymore because I have to get my sex change operation. Gotcha. So I really laughed at that and I'm like, I don't know why that's funny. <laughs> I guess, yeah, right. Like that, that sounds kind of serious. Like maybe that's it's a you know BBC drama. Not a, why is that funny? But I guess it's a it's a plot in the show. So that makes it funny. They, right. they, they've made several reference <clears throat> jokes about it over through the series that you would go, gotcha. oh, oh, yeah. all right. And of course, everybody who was there were Got, fans, right? Yeah, you know, like that's kind of like when I saw the Entourage movie. Anybody who went to go see the Entourage movie seemed to be a fan of the show Entourage. Yes. Uh, you know, and then really enjoyed, like, hey, ladies and gentlemen, there's so-and-so, woo! Like, a, like that victory lap be on screen, and you're just like, yeah, that was kind of fun. And you walk out going, yeah. Like I said, back then, though, did you feel, like, for me, the Entourage movie felt like it was 10 years too late? I, you know, it, it, it it's funny, because I always judge kind of by the audience. Like, some of the movies, some odd movies I've seen, it really surprises me. When I saw Autofocus, Autofocus is about the life of Bob Crane. Right. Bob Crane, if you don't know, because it's way before your time, even before my time, really. Bob Crane used to be on Hogan's Heroes. You remember that show? Ever see that show? Okay. Yeah. Anyway. Here, okay, here, here, real quick. The plot is, it's, um, it's, it was, the show was in the, what, the late 60s? Yes. And it was a comedy about a group of prisoners of war in a Nazi Germany camp. And it's a comedy. And it was Sounds very, like it. it was, it was very funny. It was basically that's where you heard of Schultz and and you know it was like I you probably never can way out of the, when we were kids. It was in reruns, but imagine the fact because the, the war was only over like what twenty years before yeah. that, and here is a comedy set in the, like a real touchy situation. You might th- say, yeah, because they, they called it a pro, p, Nazi POW prison camp that was a concentration camp. Yes. You know, so everybody was kind of, ooh, you know, because a lot of Jews died in the war right. for, for concentration camps. But it was a comedy because they had a underground tunnel. They had always, they part of the underground. They were helping them. And it was a goofy uh, commandant that had no clue that was all going on in his camp. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and another, another soldier, obviously, either. But then there was always other people coming in. Well, Bob Crane, who was the star of the show, was a sexed fiend. He, he was a sexual Sexaholic. Sexaholic, okay. The sex fiend makes it sound dirty. Have you seen Autofocus? I, I love that movie. The movie's great. That's <laughs> a great movie. But it, it, it retells his life. Now, I'm sitting there because I love Tokens Heroes, and I knew about Bob Crane you know, through articles, reading different things. We, we forgot to mention the big thing. Bob Crane was murdered. No one knows how, and no one knows why. Because okay. he got, his head got smashed in at a hotel. Blood everywhere. Now, the reason why people make, you know, I don't know if you're going to go into why it's called autofocus. No. Okay. Bob Crane was pretty much a photographer. It's also like his side, he loved photography, but he also loved beautiful women. He also loved sex. So he was one of the very first people to actually put people having sex on camera. Okay. So. Him and his his friend, John Carpenter, were the two people. And he would do, actually, after the show got canceled, he would do these, uh, uh, what they call dinner theaters, and travel the world. And him and his buddy would travel the world and hook up with all these women in the country as as he was doing this. So they were, I don't know if it was a jealous husband that, you know, somebody, you know, he had an affair with. 
he, they think it's actually it was his buddy John Carpenter who killed him because he was thinking about getting out of his lifestyle and becoming like a regular person again because his lifestyle was taking over his life and not being he was not being successful for anymore yeah, and right. any of the mediums that he was in. But anyway, as I'm watching this movie, there was a row of old ladies <laughs> in front. There was not many people in the theater, and there's a bunch of old ladies in the front, and you're going. Were these ex-lovers of Bob Crane? <laughs> hey, Come see them. <laughs> I remember when I had a three-way with Bob Crane, me and my sister here, and we just decided. <laughs> remember the good old days of the war. So, so <laughs> based off that judgment, you go, you 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 go. That's kind of odd because not a lot of people, like especially older ladies. I mean, I'm not talking like 40s, 50s. I'm talking like white hair canes walking barely moving kind of thing watching this movie and i'm like well this is gonna be really uncomfortable for me <laughs> i once gave bob crane head in the back of a buick <laughs> i need to see how great Kinnear portrays that <laughs> so now going back to this movie it was a bunch of middle age middle age women coming in and my wife goes you're probably the only guy going to be in this theater. And I said, no, I'm probably the only straight guy right, in this yeah. theater. Because there was a couple other, like, you could tell, like, mothers and, and sons coming in, which right. I thought was really weird, you know, kind of thing, to see this movie. It was, like, so bizarre that the, like, and there was, like, three or four of them. Couples right. like mother and son coming in. You could tell their mother and son. At least I think they were mother and son. Oh, absolutely fabulous. <laughs> and there was there was a couple of gay couples in there, you know. And I'm like, whatever, you know, doesn't matter to me. But I just as long as I get nothing on my popcorn, we're good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need it. wearing a raincoat and you know a little splash guard around your popcorn. Like, I don't care what you do. I just don't need extra butter on my popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> so I say, if if you want to see the movie, watch the show first and then go see the movie. Right. It, was, it was very good. It was it was funny though. I did enjoy it. There was you kind of can pick up like if you might not get some of the characters because a lot of the secondary characters are not in it a lot. So you you the main characters are in it for most right. of it. So you will get it after like twenty minutes. You'll you'll quick gotcha. pick it up. All right. So, so now. What's coming out next week? Next week's movies. Here we go, kids. The 29th, we have Arthur, the J.T. Leroy story. It's a documentary. All right. Well, let's move on. Bad Mom, starring Mila Kunis and Kristen Bell. Yeah, I know. I kind of, I really want to see that. Yes. It's got Mila Kunis and Kristen Bell, and there is another. It looked funny. It also looks like it's a good R-rated comedy. I really want to see it. (laughs) Then we have Equality, starring Anna Quinn, Anna Gunn. Sorry, Anna Gunn is the person starring us. All right. I have no idea. Uh, Ignatation, uh, starring Logan Lerman. Uh, I think that's the kid from uh, the uh, Percy Jackson movies. Okay. And Sarah Gedon. Okay. And, of course, we have Jason Bourne coming out next week, Matt Damon. And Matt Damon. <laughs> Alicia Vicodin. Vicodur? All right. I don't know. I will definitely be seeing that next week. And finally, Wiener Dogs, starring Greta Gerwig and Danny DeVito. We are dogs? It says Wiener Dog. Oh, Wiener Dog. Yeah. Oh, that sounds interesting. And that's the movie's coming out next week. Oh, okay. So I think, uh, I think of course, Jason Bourne's probably going to be up there in the top five next week, I'm going to say. I would say it's probably the only one that's going to be on the top five. Really? Babe, moms, you don't think will make the top five? Like, number five? With what's out there now? I mean, because you got at as of right now, the top five is consisted of two kid movies, three if you want to count Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Oh, well, it's PG. One horror, one sci-fi. Yeah. I think you might be able to slip Jason Bourne because it's got enough of a cult following because you've had four movies before it. Mm-hmm. So, I, I mean, at least the three with Matt Damon. Um, and I think everyone's excited. I know my dad's like, I can't wait to see that movie. <laughs> every time he sees a commercial, he's like, oh, I can't wait. So I know that, that definitely me and him are going to go. I don't know if, if you want to go. Maybe, I don't know. All right. <laughs> so, uh, so like where it falls on the top five, I think that's going to definitely, I think they'll probably win the weekend. Yeah. But I don't know if, I don't know. I think man, I think Bad Moms will probably hit the top ten. Mm-hmm. I'd be surprised if it does the top five. Okay, we'll have to tune in next week to find out. Yes, but in the meantime, what is coming out on Blu-ray and DVD net this week? All right, here we go, kids. What uh, am I spending my money on? It. What are you spending your money? I don't know. Let's see if uh, help this first one grabs you. Hardcore Henry's coming out on Blu-ray and DVD. Nope, does not grab me whatsoever. <laughs> That's that first person. Um, you know, everything's in that first person perspective yeah. action movie. Yeah. I mean, I'm interested in seeing it more of the social experiment to see, like, because I I heard that Dolph Lundgren's the hardcore Henry. Oh, really? Yeah, but he's he's obviously you don't see his face. I don't think. Maybe you do. I don't know. But I know it's in that like GoPro kind of. Yeah. Look at me. Here's my hands. Look, I'm shooting a gun. Beep beep beep. And it's you know, I don't know. I knew my nephew about to go see it and threw up because I think because of the motion sickness of it. Really? Oh uh, yeah. Because it's a lot of head whipping around and jumping ah, okay. here, and I don't think he could. Like, I think he just, you know, <laughs> either that or it was all the ton of popcorn he ate to right before it. All right, what else you got? Uh, another Melissa McCarthy movie, The Boss, is coming out on uh, Blu-ray. It's unrated too. Oh boy! Oh yeah! Snap! <laughs> I guess there's I... <laughs> jokes that she couldn't tell on the in the theater that she's going to tell on DVD. Yeah, I guess. Blu-ray. All right, what else? Uh, Vincent Price, The Ultimate Collection, is coming out. Ooh. All right. Uh it's going to have uh Dr. Goldfoot and the Bikini Machines. Okay. Dr. Goldfoot and the Girl Bombs. Okay. Tales of Terror. Pit right. and the Pendulum. I love that movie. The Masquerade of the Red Death. Mask. Mask? Mask, sorry. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's it's spelled differently. It's uh, yeah, the Q U E? Yes. Yes. <laughs> the Mask of Death. Madhouse. It's the, a madhouse. <laughs> the abominable Dr. Fibs. Okay. Scream and Scream Again. Okay. From a Whisper to a Scream. That's the third one. The reboot. <laughs> uh, Theater of Blood. All right. House on Haunted Hill. That's a really good one. The Last Man on Earth, Shock. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. No, sorry. It's The Last Man on Earth, and then the next movie, Shock. Okay. Sorry. I just forgot to see the comma there. <laughs> like, I never heard of that. All right. Uh, the Bat. The Bat. And Mooch Goes to Hollywood. That's that's Vince's price. It's comedy. No, <laughs> Mooch goes to Hollywood. It's a road flick. <laughs> Him and a monkey Just driving across town, trying to become. Him and a tarantula yeah. go on the road. <laughs> it's, it's, it's the movie where he tries to launch his rap career. <laughs> Stumbles across a little known, a little known singer named Michael Jackson who needs a voice for Thriller. And, yeah. <laughs> All right, anything else? Uh, Criminals coming out on Blu-ray and DVD. Now, the reason I mentioned that is because of the cast in here. We have uh, Gary Oldman, Kevin Costner, Tommy Lee Jones, Alice Eve, and Gal Gadot. Um, or also because I saw the movie and did a review on it on the show. We did? I did, yeah. I saw uh, it. All right. I saw. I said it was pretty good. It was definitely, like, it, it, it was solid. It didn't, if you didn't go see it, like, I didn't think, I don't think it hit the top five. Yeah. I remember seeing it and doing the review on it, and I was going, it's a good movie. If you like these actors... But you've seen that plot a million times. You know, it's the 
guy who you know who's a bad guy, and they use him as a social experiment to implant. It's basically selfless in a way oh. because they take Ryan Reynolds. He's a super spy, and he's got information, and he dies within the first ten minutes of the movie, mm. and they transport his memories into Kevin Costner. Right. Okay. And Kevin Costner. That's right. Now I remember that. Yeah. I'm like, it's kind of like selfless, except where Ryan Reynolds gets, you know, what's his name's brain implanted in him. All right. So it's kind of like uh, pay it forward with brain implants. All right. All right. So what I, else? I Am Wrath is coming out on Blu-ray and DVD, and this is a uh, John Travolta, I think, direct-to-DVD, because I don't remember this. It's direct-to-DVD, to... and it's also got some controversy behind it, because the cover is him holding the gun, but all the promotional material for this is him superimposed on other on other posters. Like they're saying that this um, poster with him holding the gun, looking all angry, yeah. is a direct lift from another movie poster. And all they did was just put his face, Photoshop his face on that body. Oh. You know, I'm going to say, I'm, while you keep going, I will find out. All right, we got Mystery Science 3000, volume 36 coming out. Okay. The titles will include Standard in Space, City Limits, The Incredible Melting Man, and Riding with Death. Okay. Okay, so here we go. I, I pulled it up. It's the We Need to talk, that, uh, talk About These I Am Wrath posters. It's from birthdeathmovies.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, birthmoviesdeath.com. Okay, so um, here you go. It's, here's a photo of him. I should, I'm going to tweet, put it on our page. Okay. But you'll see these posters coming soon, blah, blah, blah. Um, like that first one, the one he's just standing there, that looks standing, familiar. I, I think I've seen that somewhere else. Right, because it is uh, the Jack Reacher poster. Okay. The next one with him kind of like in a, a gun, it, it feels like a Mission Impossible 3 one sheet. Yeah. This one... Uh, um, no justice without bound. The one with that one. That was that was okay. Here's this one. I am wrath. Where look at that. That face looks completely photoshopped. Yeah, because head, his head's bigger than the body. Yes, it looks like um. What do you call it? A uh... looks like James Bond's license to kill. Oh, see, I was thinking more of a of a um, Nicholas Cage, uh, um, Bangkok Dangerous feel. Okay, I can see that uh, too. So I'm gonna I'm gonna post this. All right, but uh, yeah, you can judge for yourself. So anyway, um, what else you got there? Uh, Dead like me, the complete series is coming out on DVD. Really? Yes. I thought that was already out. Well, it's coming out again. Dead like me? <laughs> no, no, because it's an old show. Oh, you know what I used to watch? I used to, I was I started watching it on DVD. Yeah. Is it coming out on DVD? Yeah. I gotta see the cover. I need to see the cover. I need to see the cover, Ed, while you keep talking. All right. Then we have uh, Doctor Who, Series 5, Part 2, coming out on DVD. It's a Matt Smith one. Okay. And that's all I have for uh, releases of the week. I also have honorable mentions you'd like to add. Uh, Yeah, there was, and I'm going to pass on that whole I Am Dead. What was that one? uh, Dead Like Me. Dead Like Me. The complete series. Yeah, it's um. I remember it being a comedy series on HBO where a person dies and they all t- it's they die and they play their death, but you realize that because death is everywhere, you can't have one person do the job. Uh-huh. So it's a bunch of people being their own personification of death, and they're but they kind of bitch about the job kind of thing. Okay, it's, it was cute. I just couldn't get too into it. It just kind of some stuff just kind of felt boring and forced. 
But uh, all right. Uh, do I have Barbershop, the next cut? Oh, I missed that. You know, that's a good one. Um, uh, if you people care about the Pittsburgh Penguins, they have their little, eh, it's a Blu-ray Stanley Cup. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't, so that's why I didn't add it. That's good. Um, let's see. I'm scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Brian Wilson and Friends coming out on Blu-ray from the soundstage? No. No, I thought. No. Why well, didn't add it? That's good. Um, Darkstalkers. That's the uh, based on the video game. Ah. The Night Warriors. Darkstalkers Revenge. OVA collection. All right, I'm a fan of the game, so I'd be interested in seeing the show. All right. Uh, let's see. La, 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 la. Yeah, that's about it. All right. Well, it's coming out in video games, Ed. We only have one video game coming out this week. Or one that matters. <laughs> one that matters? I don't know. What game is it? <laughs> I don't think it is, but let's see. Fairy Fencer F. Advent that's Dark Force. Fairy Fencer F. By Idea five. Factory International for the PS4, and that's a Tuesday release. Yeah, well, nothing. Yes. Ooh, dry. Dry as a bone. Well, it's summer. Um, There's no summer games, let's really. Let's see. I, uh, I, do you have any video game stuff? Uh, reviews, you mean? I mean we, you know, when we, let's say we take a break. We come back. We get some little video game chat, because there was a couple things for Overwatch that happened this uh-huh. weekend. I think you got a uh, Battlefront story or two. But like what happened this weekend, or what did they release? Like, I'll remind you on break. Okay, okay. Because so right. I'm like, we, what? We could have some <laughs> of a conversation without you just be just dropping, going, oh, what? Huh? Because huh? you got that. I got nothing, Sean. What are you talking about? <laughs> Look. So, what do you say we we take a break, come back, and we'll give you some reviews or some tchotchkes that stuff that we can talk about, and then the news. All right, that sounds great. We'll be right back, folks. And we're back, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, well, so there you have it, folks. I mean, that's part one. I don't know what else to tell you other than uh, if you enjoyed the labs there, wait till part two when the labs really get a rocking. <laughs> Come on and knock it. <laughs> no? Is that what you're going to go with? Like, really? <laughs> I mean, yeah, sure. Why not? Yeah, you know what? I'm, I'm solid with that. I mean, it's not too late to push stop and try it again. I mean, no, you no, come back no, no. stronger. All right. No, no. I, you make mistakes. I have mistakes. Of course, though, I don't think I make mistakes. So, Okay, sure. <laughs> I'm, I'm fine with that. I mean, when you do, I definitely make a point to say it on air. That's right. You know? Well, when I make a... I'm still I, fuming about the last one you pointed out. Which one? About the Guardians of the Galaxy one. Which one's that? <laughs> I said it was... Uh, uh, <laughs> I can't remember the mistake I made. But you, you, you know you're still mad at it. Yes. <laughs> I don't remember why I'm mad. I'm just mad. No, it was... Uh, I I, uh, I put the wrong actor, and it was supposed to be... Um, Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell and I said uh Russell uh Russell Crowe. Oh yes. <laughs> <laughs> Still fuming about that one, by the way. But speaking of Guardians of the Galaxy, yeah. Um did they finally mention who Kurt Russell was gonna play? No. It's official. It is, okay. Yeah, he's gonna be Star Lord's dad. Oh, okay. It's official. It's official. official. Yeah, they mentioned that in San Diego Comic Con this weekend. Nice. Yeah. But no Russell Crowe. Russell Crowe's uh Superman's dad though. Yeah. Yeah, so see how that worked out. Yeah. He dead. <laughs> he dead. <laughs> he dead. He dead. All right, so there you have it, folks. I mean, thanks for listening. Uh tune in for part two where we talk uh San Diego Comic Con. We talk little video game stuff. Um, most of it's news. Mm-hmm. And uh 
I don't know what else to add there. I mean, that's, that's, I think you said it all right there. I mean, uh, all right. Well, thanks for listening. If you want to catch the shenanigans live, you can on Sunday nights starting at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on AquanetRadio.com, iTunes Radio, and tune in. Just for Aquanet Radio and those apps. And if you enjoy the soulful stylings of Geeksters, please go to their Facebook page, Geeksters Radio, and give them a like. Follow them on Twitter at Geeksters. And if you want to contact Ed on anything you've seen or heard or want to hear on the show, Give them a shoot them an email at ed at wordswithgeeks.com. Or you can do all that with Sean at Sean at wordswithgeeks.com. We'll see you in part two, folks. Oh, oh. That was wonderful. Bravo. I loved that. Oh, it was great. Well, it was pretty good. Well, it wasn't bad. Well, there were parts of it that weren't very good, It could have been a lot better. I didn't really like it. It was pretty terrible. It was bad. It was awful. It was terrible. Get him away. Hey, boo. Boo.